Well, welcome to the show, Julian. For anyone who's been living under a rock for like the past month or so, would you mind introducing yourself and missing to the audience? Thank you so much, Sapphire. Um, very glad to be here and being chatting with you. Um, so yeah, I'm Julian. Uh, I'm from Germany originally. Uh, I'm a film score composer. And I recently scored uh, a movie called Missing, which is a spiritual sequel of Searching, which came out uh, a few years ago. I remember when Searching came out, school had been canceled that day for some reason. And so okay. me and some other friends in high school went and saw it with my dad as our chaperone. And we were just terrified the whole time and i think one girl went and deleted her facebook after <laughs> wow that that's a great reaction to to evoke as a filmmaker that's awesome <laughs> so it was i was honestly surprised to see this like spiritual sequel getting made did you like see the previous film before this one was brought to you I did, yeah. I I saw it. Um, uh, I think it came out two thousand eighteen or two thousand nineteen, and I, yeah, I watched it back then. Really loved it. Um, and yeah, I was I was very very stoked when I got the the script for Missing. Um, and we're very very surprised too. You know, I I thought the first one was was great. Um. And yeah, I was very surprised that they even considered doing a sequel. I think for for them, you know, for the filmmakers too, um, for a long time, I don't think they wanted to do a sequel until they found some key um, tech ideas that they were like, okay, this is this is cool. This is this is different than searching. Okay, this justifies to do a sequel. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Well, one thing that really struck me when I was researching your work on the film was you doing um, research and work with machine learning, especially, you know, me being in Boston, Massachusetts. If I need to find somebody who does machine learning, I just like yell out in the hallway and someone appears. Would you mind talking a bit about your work in this area? I Yeah, I wish I would have known you back then <laughs> <laughs> to get some, you know, professional help with that. Um yeah, so you know, AI and machine learning is—it's uh, certainly something that I have been very interested in uh, for you know for quite a while, and I've, I played around with a number of different um, you know machine learning learning algorithms. I tried to you know kind of learn it on my own a uh, little bit, uh, you know, just to understand it. And there's this one platform by Alphabet, which um, offers a playful way of doing resynthesis um and it's really just you know it's kind of kind of a, a playful um entrance for you know people that don't really know anything about machine learning and and see what it does and um, you can have some input sound material like a cat purring or you can sing and then they have pre-trained modules um that are trained with different uh i think uh at last time i checked it was just orchestral instruments so like a violin for instance and then the cat purring get resynthesized to sound like a violin 
and you know it it identifies a whole bunch of different parameters and basically it tries to recreate this. Um, and the thing that I found uh, was that you can also um, train your own modules, which you know then you don't have to use their pre-trained modules like a violin or you know a trumpet or something, and can use anything you want. Um, and that that was very interesting to me uh, because that really allowed me to you know just do a lot of um, experimentation and see you know what kind of input signal I can use, what kind of um, set of data I can use to train those modules. Um, and uh, it's a it's a pretty unstable platform, uh, you know. So it's a lot of uh, luckily we had a lot of time in the beginning phase, you know, was uh, involved very early. Uh, still in script phase, because otherwise, yeah, under under some pressure, there would have been just simply no time to you know you, to run those. Uh, sometimes it you know it was running for five six hours, and then the whole server crashed, and you know, oh, okay. it was it was a lot of you know a lot of tedious um, work to get that to work. Um, but yeah, the end results are, you know, we're, we're very interesting um, and it's it's all over the score. You know, I did use um, different different elements like uh, Storm Reads, who is, you know, tuned and missing. I had, you know, access to her production audio. So I used snippets from, from her dialogue, for instance, or, you know, I used different uh, compression artifacts um, as, as material to train. Um, I have this uh, specialty microphone where I can record um, electrical interference. So I use that, you know, to train systems. So there's a, a whole bunch of, you know, any anything that I could think of. Basically, um, I tried to feed that into those modules and, and, you know, just just tested what what came out. And if it did something interesting, cool. I used it for the score, but there was also a lot of just garbage, <laughs> <laughs> unusable stuff that you know just is not that was not interesting. Oh my gosh. I think that comes with using any kind of technology that requires data input. Most of it is going to be unusable. I say this as somebody who had a short stint at NASA, like that's just, that, that's what's going to be the result. Was right. no. Just like, with you this know, mock, go ahead. Yeah. Just like in science, you know, it's experimental mm -hmm. sciences. There's so much, so much that you just, uh, you know, you, you do a lot of experiments and, you know, they might, they might not lead to the desired outcome, but the interesting part for me always, you know, in that type of environment is um, it always will trigger some other ideas. So even if the result is not what you're looking for, it might result in like, okay, well, I tried this, didn't work, but I got this other idea from this. Let me try that. So it's never, you know, it's never just for the bin. There's always, mm -hmm. you know, it's like an evolution of thought. On the technical side, did you like, was there a way for you to like to take these modules and like put them into your DAW or do you like get an MP3 from the module and then you'd have to like transfer it into the DAW? Like how did that work? Yeah. So the, the output also is generated um, on some server somewhere online. So I couldn't also because I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm a composer. I still have to, you know, I'm still writing the music. Uh, I'm not the person who's, you know, just doing this. I'm not a machine learning expert. So, you know, maybe there would have been a better way to do this. Um, my way was to um, use their platform. Um, I think it was MP3 files that are output. They're also mono. 
So mm-hmm. what I ended up doing is, um, you know, there's a whole bunch of different parameters you could adjust on on their interface. Um, and as soon as I basically played around with that too, and as soon as I found something that sounded cool, I would render it as an MP3 and then re-render it again so that there are slight differences. And then I would have two signals and then I could use that for left and right and, you know, create a little bit of like a stereo um, uh, impression. So basically anything that I did was also always done twice to create, you know, a stereo signal. My hard drive is like hurting just thinking about all of that data. (laughs) (laughs) It's yeah, it was a pretty big project for sure. But hard drive space is cheap. It is that, now. That shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a limiting factor. <laughs> I I recently got a new laptop, and um, when I got there, they were like, "Do you have any? Do you have any? All your stuff backed up?" I'm like, "Yes." Like in a physical space, I'm like in like seventeen physical spaces. Seventeen physical spaces. As a um, as an exaggeration, I don't actually have seventeen yeah. hard drives. I just have more than your average person going to the Apple store. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Listen, I learned it the hard way. (laughs) So yeah, everything is backed up um, for me two times. Then I have an online backup of everything. And then I also work within the cloud. So everything is on there safe forever as well. So you know, I, I think I'm fairly prepared at this point. And it did save my butt many, many times. I I feel you in learning things the hard way. I had just finished a film and like it was done, done. They were like finished paying me and everything. And um, I was in a plane and I had my physical hard drive, like a two terabyte hard drive in there and my laptop. And things got jostled around um, in the overhead compartment. And so the me not packing correctly the fit the hard drive with the backup got damaged and then i found out that when i updated logic some the file with the um original score got corrupted i was like it's fine the film's finished anyway i get an email a month later like can you make this queue just 10 seconds longer i'm like i can try oh boy yeah I mean, as long as you have maybe the, you know, everything's printed as stems and audio stems, you know, you can salvage those. But yeah, that's... We did. We just made the last chord longer for the expanded narration. That was like, oh my God. Long reverb tail. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So something else I was really interested in when I was looking into your work on missing, because as we've just like kind of established, I'm also very interested in the STEM side of the composition um, was you're looking into the psychological effects of compressed music. Aside from this being, you know, kind of like a psychological, uh, uh, not horror, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We're not mostly mystery, but it's also a little bit of yeah, a thrill, a like psychological thriller of a film. Um, what led you into like finding this path of effect? Yeah, so um, I I studied back in Germany at a, uh, a conservatory, music conservatory, and a technical school. So it's a dual study. Um, 
So I am also, I have an, an engineering title in, um, in audio, but in like actual building stuff. So, you know, it's an electrical engineering title basically. Okay. And um, there's, there was a big portion um, also was um, signal processing. So, you know, digital signal processing um, and, uh, you know, codecs and uh, MP3 codecs and video compression, audio compression. So, you know, back then, <clears throat> It's already, you know, definitely on my radar, like, you know, what, what's, you know, what, what kind of, what are, what are kind of art, artifacts you can hear from, from, from compression, um, but not as much in a um, emotional context, but more in like an analytic com, um, context of like, how does MP3 even work, you know, and what kind of signals basically do you lose? Um and then I did, so that was kind of in the back of my mind. And, you know, one of our, I made basically the, the main concept behind the score was, you know, what's the human machine interface um, and what happens, what get basically gets lost on the way, you know, because also the, you know, the entire movie is just on screens, you know, you just look mm -hmm. on at your screens the entire time. And even now, you know, we're talking, we're not looking into each other's eyes which is, you know, it's a very bizarre way of communicating if that would be, you know, in in reality. Um, but sound-wise, you know, I was basically just interested, like, what, how does that really change the way how we communicate with each other on an emotional level? You know, film scoring is all about, you know, guiding emotions and, and, and communicating emotions. So I found a study and that was looking exactly into what's the emotional impact that compression has and the the study used orchestral instruments so you know trumpet for instance or you know brass instruments um and then would play that uncompressed and then compressed to some random target audience that are not you know audio engineers or or trained in any way um and the the finding was that it basically just evokes some form of anxiety the more compression you have and uh I was thinking, well, that's really interesting. What happens if I compress something not one time, but maybe thousands of times and, you know, just write some code to basically recompress the same piece of audio? Does that become even more anxiety inducing? Um, and there, there's a, there's an interesting, um, I mean, there's a lot, so many different in, uh, interesting things that, that uh, I discovered with this, but one is that basically if you have something that, you are learned um, to perceive in reality, like a natural sound, and then that gets um, transformed into something digital. It adds some um, some very anxiety-inducing aspect to it because you're used to how it's supposed to sound, and then you hear it, but it's slightly different than reality. So, um, yeah, that that was very interesting to play with that, and then you know. Um, just going really really far with it and you know basically creating creating like a soup of just artifacts mm -hmm. and see what i can do with that uh yeah it's it's all over the score there's you know there's uh compression artifacts that then i you know used again for you know this these machine learning modules but also i used it to you know with a bunch of different grain synth engines to create drones and pads uh, I used it for different uh, percussive elements, um, you know. So yeah, it's all it's all over the score. And um, you know, 
because the the entire the, the entire movie is also it feel it feels really close you know you're very close to those screens it's very kind of immediate the the connection that you have it feels very intimate in a way and claustrophobic and the score itself you know i also wanted to make very claustrophobic and very close you know uh, and even though you're sitting in, you know, you're watching in a theater and you're sitting in a room that, you know, it's big, I wanted to basically make it feel like you're, mm-hmm. you're a tiny little box, you know, visually you're very close, sound-wise you're very close too. So, you know, I played a lot with, um, you know, also what compression does to to actual room signals and how it how that changes, you know, the perception of it. Yeah, and I mean, not seeing, you know, the actual screen score visually like I definitely felt that increased anxiety while I was watching the film especially you know during that moment from the trailer as soon as it comes into the actual film of there's someone in the house right like it's just like I have been crushed nice perfect (laughs) and I'm only five two so I'm pretty crushed already So my next question is more of a like thought process one. Um, when it was brought to me that you had used um, cultural instruments um, from Colombia, um, but they, I was at first just surprised because like I didn't hear any of that. But of course, it's because you know they were modified so much that most people wouldn't recognize them. Once it, you know, you've done all that stuff and it's unrecognizable to most listeners do you feel like the cultural significance is still there um i absolutely think so yeah um so first first thing you know i i try to try to be you know um uh specific you know with the the type of instruments um columbia they were you know pan flute is, is you know it's a very important instrument there um you know in it just doesn't fit into the score you know if you listen to the score if there would be like a pan flute popping <laughs> up would, would come a little bit of out of the left field um just a little so, out of pocket yeah so you know i think it's a, in in general i think it's a it's a problem if you if you're not specific you know with your instrumentation and you you know have some um use some instruments that are completely different culture have nothing to do with that uh that country um and you know you just use it because it 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 sounds i don't know a quotation mark foreign you know i think that's a that's a huge problem so i you know really try to stay away from that um and then you know using those traditional instruments and you know also percuss- percussion instruments um I still think that you connect on on a different um, level uh, because you still get that type of texture from that instrument. So it still evokes like a certain type of um, emotional response, but without really using that specific instrument. So, you know, I I like to play with that in general, you know, perception. Um, I I like to play with that. Um, And yeah, I think, uh, you know, another element in in the score is um there are multiple parts where i use non um static rhythms you know which is another thing that you know in latin america and in colombia you know cumbia is one 
-hmm. one rhythm that is very um very popular and it's not you know it's it's more like a, a circular movement where the beat starts slower and then speeds up and then you know has like it, it's a little bit like it's not round it's a little bit like an egg um so you know that kind of approach i also really like for you know any kind of percussion and create that contrast of you know this very static electronic synth based you know driving kind of pattern that i have and then use that kind of you know more more not cir circular approach you know for elements um and connect also you know to um to colombia in that way yeah that's really cool my uh friend dr ruiz gomez he was doing his doctorate while i was an undergrad and we would play his stuff all the time and just getting the metrics to work because he would write for full concert band it was like oh my God. i Writing it for synthesizers is hard. I almost feel like performing it, though, with children is hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Mix it. You bring in everything becomes harder. That's for sure. <laughs> that's true. This is just true. All right. Well, I have one last question for you today, Julian. What has it been like, you know, seeing the response since the film has finally been released? Was it what you thought it would be? Were you expecting it to be uh -huh. this big a hit? You, I mean, you never know, you know, it's, uh, you certainly hope so, but you know, it's, you, you just, you're in, in your little cave and, you know, the entire team of creatives, we're, you know, we're all in our little bubbles and we're so closely connected to the material that it's, it's absolutely impossible to foresee, you know, what happens with it. Um, so yeah, I was, uh, you know, very it felt really good to see you know that what we were cooking up is um having some some good response and there's always you know there there's always people that like what you create and there are always people that dislike what you create um so i think ultimately you know the the most important thing as a creative i think is something to you know to just keep in mind um create something that you really like and then you know you don't really have to give a fuck if other people yeah. like it because you still, you know, you will still like it. Um, there, there are always critics, um, you know, this, this score, for instance, is, you know, it's, a, it's a very different type of scoring. It's not, um, you know, it's not, um, I mean, it, it does have themes, but it's not like a very, uh, very much like a score that overrides the emotions of the picture by having a lot of, you know, orchestral elements in there. It's a very sound design driven score, uh, very subtle um, at times, uh, sometimes not so subtle. <laughs> um, but, you know, there, there are people out there that don't see that as music, you know, they just say, oh, well, this is, this is just a, bu a bunch of um, noise, but, you know, at the same time, that's, you know, I, I feel um, honored to be also, you know, <laughs> that kind of emotions in people. Um, but yeah, overall, we're we're all very happy, you know, how that movie is received and very proud, you know, of, of uh, you know, just our work. And it's, it's just really nice to, um, yeah, to see, you know, if you work for so long, it's a really long process to make this movie you know, to see that other people are resonating with it. So they're, they're very happy about it. 
Awesome. Well, I I liked it, and but I also like noise music in general. So what do I know? <laughs> Thank Great. you so much, Julian, for coming on the show. It was a, an honor to have you, and I hope to have you back again. Thank you so much, Sapphire. Very great, um, great joy to talk to you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye.